Welcome to Cone and Kruger. I'm Grant Cone. That's Larry Kruger. Uh, the Niners have lost two games in a row by double digits, and they're three and four, and they're playing the Rams this week. And the question of the day is, are the Niners on the brink of collapse? We'll talk about that. But first, we got to talk about the news. Debo Samuel pulled his hamstring in this game against the Chiefs. He uh, didn't leave the game, but he reported it today, and he's day-to-day. What are your thoughts? Huge. I mean, well, it, it maybe it, it takes one complaint from yesterday away from me because I was like, where was Debo? Did they say where in the game he heard it? No, not yet. So, I mean, to me, he was underwhelming yesterday, and maybe that explains some of it if it was earlier in the day. Uh, but, yeah, it's a huge loss. It's a huge loss. And overall, there's a bigger question, which is how does this offense get its rhythm back because they're out of rhythm. To me, there's two major issues. Offensively, Grant, they're totally out of rhythm. Defensively, they're running out of bodies. And so they need to freshen up, add bodies on defense and freshen up the bodies they do have and get that coverage to be way tighter. And then offensively, they got to figure out why are they out of rhythm exactly and what's going to get them back in rhythm Exactly, well, before Sunday. With Debo, though, it, it just seems like he hasn't been in tip-top shape all year. He was last year, and he, that was a big reason the Niners made the playoffs. This year, I mean, he missed most of the offseason. Um, now he's pulled his hamstring. He's always had issues being a little bit overweight, and boom, we see it again here. I don't think he's really been at his best this year. Like He hasn't been much of a running back this year. That's a big reason they signed him, is that he was such a dual threat. I mean, he is not a dual threat anymore. And now he's hurt. So I don't know if he's going to play in this upcoming game, but uh, he's always been a big factor in their victories over the Rams. I think they need him. Because Juszczyk isn't going to play in this game. He's out, broken finger. I saw that, yeah. I mean, the one thing that's disturbing about Debo is in the run game, he doesn't get to the edge. I mean, he's not getting to the edge. Like and he he's did last never, year. And he's not turning it upfield. He's going parallel to the line of scrimmage, and then they're running him out of bounds. And maybe he's getting a two-yard loss. Maybe he's getting a two-yard gain. But this get to the edge, get to the sideline, turn it upfield, turn it into a 20-yard gain, we're not seeing that this year. Bailey says Debo isn't even better than Hardman. Didn't it feel like Andy Reid was trolling Kyle Sandhan a little bit like, hey, you know that stuff that you used to do with Debo that for some reason you're not doing anymore? I'm going to do it with Hardman. And it's going to work because it's good. I don't know. I thought that was interesting. Hardman's got speed. He's got he's faster than Debo. You're right, though. They used Hardman yesterday on a number of plays that were very Debo-like. Brian says, where is the run game? I mean, it works. Kyle just is obsessed with passing. Last couple of games, I mean, they, they fell behind. Well, I mean, they, they, I mean, the, the two games ago, they just, you know, they fell behind fourteen. They quickly tied it at fourteen, but then they decided yeah. they weren't going to run anymore, and they almost, and then they fell again behind by seven. But yeah, they they should have committed to the run in that Atlanta game more. Um, and I'll say this: it's very bizarre to me that they're they're not committing to the run game right as their defense is losing bodies and they need to protect their defense. The best way to protect the defense is to keep it on the sidelines. And you would think that that would lean towards running it more. Instead, they're running it less. Mike says, as a fan, part of me wants to see this team win the Super Bowl, but part of me wants to see this nightmare named Jimmy Garoppolo and Kyle Shanahan be over. 
Well, I think that's what's so great about this season is I think it might be one or the other. It just might. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I'll, I'll say this. Um, we can talk about Garoppolo and, man, his his red zone interception was heinous. But overall, his day was not – I mean, that wasn't the reason they lost. They lost because they couldn't come within a country mile of any of the Chiefs' offensive players. They played the softest zone defense I think I've seen them play yeah. um, since Shanahan showed up. Sean says, part one, pass rushers blitzed Jimmy untouched. Kyle needs to let Jimmy Garoppolo reset his protection pre-snap. Chiefs know he can't, and they teed off on him. The Chiefs have problems coming off the edge, but you didn't notice it in this game because they were develop- They were bringing pressure from all different directions. Um, <clears throat> I actually the, – the big question is, what do you do going into the next game? Do you, you know, they've run it a lot at the Rams. This last game, they threw it a lot at them. Personally, I would like to see them spread out teams. They've got the weapons now. Spread them out, use tempo, put more pressure on opposing defenses, especially without Hughes check, with the weapons you have by spreading them out and playing fast and utilizing the short passing game and then mix in the run off of the pass. Fortunately for the Niners, the Rams are one of the few teams in the league that has a worse offense than they do. So this is a good matchup for the 49ers. The Rams cannot score. I think they're at 17-something per game. What dramatic move is required to get the offense and defense going? I, I mean, first of all, the offense the the offense has the defense has carried the offense in the first month. Now it's time for the offense to carry the defense. The defense has lost bodies and they've got good players, but they're hurt. So what do you got to do? I think offense. What the emphasis has to be on whether it's pass or run. It has to be on ball control and time of possession and keeping the the 49er defense on the sidelines as much as possible and protecting that defense. So that'll be the game plan. The question is, do you do it with more of a run? down your throat approach or do you you know do what tom brady and the patriots did there for years where they go four wide they spread everybody out they empty the backfield sometimes four and five wides and just spread everybody out and go to the short passing game it to me i could take either but ball control is a must and i think you're gonna have to protect your defense for the next few few weeks as they you know as they somehow rest up or the other the other requirement I would say is you need to add more bodies on defense. If you can trade for a William Jackson, the corner from the Niners, I would do it. If you could sign uh, uh, Sue, who's a free agent, I would consider it. Um, if you could promote Marcelino McCrary Ball from the practice squad and and sit down uh, Dre Greenlaw or or uh, Fred Warner, I would do it. You have Greenlaw's just beat up. I talked to him last week in the locker room. I said, "How you feeling?" He says, "I feel terrible." He says. His body's all beat up. Uh, he couldn't finish this game. So they, how? I mean, he's not going to get healthier unless they take him off the field. So, I w- they've got good athletes at linebacker. Uh, Marcelino is a starting caliber player. I would come up with a reason to sit Dre this week. Use this week and next week the bye week to freshen him up for the second half of the year. Otherwise, he's just going to be on IR in three weeks. Yeah, those are some good suggestions. The Niners' issues are so much bigger than these things, though, and that's what's I think yeah. kind of. You know, uh, I don't know what the word is, but disheartening. I mean, let me give you a stat: the Niners were winning ten nothing in this game against the Chiefs. They were winning ten nothing. Like they scored ten points in the first eight minutes, and then scored thirteen points in the next fifty-two. So 
to me, like you could add all, you could add Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, Calvin Johnson. You could add all the best players in the world. Is Kyle Shanahan just out of ideas after his script? Because that's what it looks like every week. Once he gets past his script, he the offense loses all rhythm. He loses all ideas. He has no adjustments. I, the, Christian McCaffrey can't fix that. And I think that that's what people have been discounting with this Niners offense. Like, Kyle has been the problem for the first seven weeks. It hasn't been the, the talent. And I think that's kind of interesting. He brings in Christian McCaffrey. What he's telling the team is, you guys aren't talented enough. The reason we're not scoring is because you guys are not talented enough. I need another running back. And that's quite an interesting message to send when Jeff Wilson Jr. is balling. Uh, George Kittle's playing pretty well. Ayuk's balling. Debo isn't super balling, but he's pretty good. I mean... It's just a very interesting dynamic that's going on between the players and the coach of this team. And they got to get on the same page because they freely admit that they're not on the same page. They got to get in some kind of rhythm and offensively. And then the other issue is they make a lot of mistakes. This is not the quarterback, nor does it seem like it's the offense that can handle falling behind the, on the scoreboard or on the sticks. So it's like they get into a second and 15, they're cooked. They get into a second, a third and 25, they're done. Uh, Kansas City. They're losing at halftime. They're done. They're seven and thirty under Kyle Shanahan when they're losing at halftime. That's unacceptable. Yeah, seven that and thirty. Is unacceptable. I mean, yeah. they're at no point in yesterday's game did I feel like the 49ers were gonna win. No point. Even when they were up ten nothing. Right. There's still plenty of time at that point. And I know what Kansas City is made of offensively. Um at no point did I feel like, yeah, yeah, they're they've got this game. Um and that's yeah, there is a there is. What'd you say that was seven and what? Seven and thirty when losing seven at halftime. Seven and thirty when losing yeah. at halftime by any yeah. margin. Yeah, any margin, just yeah. losing. So they were losing fourteen to thirteen at halftime. Game over. Game that's over. Amazing. Yeah, I. That's yeah. So Kyle, it, it's all Kyle. He's got to figure it out. And it's great that you added Christian McCaffrey. He's a nice player. And with Debo Samuel injured, they're gonna need Christian McCaffrey. But you know what? Even with him and Debo, they scored twenty three points. Kyle figured out. They, and everyone realizes it's on Kyle forever. He always has had like a scapegoat, but now it's like fans, his teammate, his his players. They're like, I don't know, man. We got a lot of good players here. What about you? Where is your rhythm after the script? I think it's pretty obvious. So if he they, can turn whatever, that around, I don't know why they're out of rhythm. I don't know if it's Kyle. I don't know if it's Jimmy. I don't know if it's the mistakes they made on the line. See how many mis- how many penalties for the offensive line in yesterday's game? Had to be oh. at least seven. Uh, yeah. 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 So I mean, that's a lot of penalties for, yeah. for your offensive line. Trent Williams is, you know, hailed as the best offensive lineman in pro football. I, I don't talk- see the best offensive lineman in pro football. Me neither. But a team that commits a lot of penalties, and it's not a young team, it's guys like Trent Williams and Mike McGlinchey and Nick Bosa. What is that a hallmark of? A poorly coached team. Yeah. Oh, and, and also, I, 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 to me, there's a chaotic feel to their offensive line. You yeah. know, Chris uh, Forster talked last week, and he's like, you know, who, you know, you ask him about his depth chart and who's up, and he's like, well, they're all ready to go. Okay, but I mean, that's great. I mean, they they all should be ready to go. Yeah. But there's like this feeling, like, like, like you know, guys are looking over their shoulders, and sure enough, Burford got replaced by Brunskill in the yeah. second half, and it's just. It, it, it Brendel is underwhelming. McGlinchey is is uh, always bothered by speed, and now is banged up. So I mean, he's he's hard. He's having a hard time just getting from the huddle to the line of scrimmage and back to the huddle. Yeah, he's limping around the field. Suddenly, their best offensive lineman is Aaron Banks. Who who right? had that one on their bingo card? Yeah, that's a problem. Louis, 
Thank you, Moody. Sean, part two, and when Jimmy is blitzed, he panics, never climbs the pocket, and throws off his back foot every single time. Many interceptions. That's true. He really doesn't climb the pocket. He did he it once up. yesterday, and he climbed right into a sack. Do you see that That was one? amazing. He went for it, and he got smacked. Uh, Gizmo says, we were proud of D-line and secondary, but Chiefs showed good O-line beats that. Mahomes untouched or torched. Kyle failed at building the O-line. He really did fail the building of the O-line. And if he ever gets replaced, I would think one of the first things his replacement would do is uh, fix that O-line. The thing about when you add to the O-line, no one calls you a genius. When you get weapons, people say you're a genius. Emmanuel Acho, unstoppable offense. Mm, 23 points. Yeah. I, I, my biggest issue yesterday is the 423 passing yards that they gave up. 423 passing yards and not only yeah. that there's a there was never four how many hands did the 49ers get on a, on the football the entire day it was like One. mahomes had separation to his guys he had a clean uniform when he stepped out on the field he had a clean uniform when he left the field they had they they decided they were going to get it done with four uh, up front but guess what they didn't get it done with four up front but they didn't adjust you know it's so the the offense was terrible the defense was terrible special teams was terrible yeah, it's disgusting. I mean, Ray, Ray, uh, who was the receive, intended receiver on the uh, pick interception. from on Kittle. The interception? Kittle. That was Kittle. That's what. That's what Jimmy Ray said. Ray? It Kittle was behind Ray Ray. He came up way short. That's what Jimmy said. Yeah. Well, Ray Ray didn't even make a play on the ball. Yeah, and that yeah. to me is embarrassing. I mean, you either, you either. First of all, the ball you were standing between the defender and the football. The defender went over the top and made the play. You didn't leave your feet. I don't think he ever left the ground. I mean, you come on. You have to be more competitive at the catch point than what Ray Ray was. Now, was it a horrendous floated duck by Garoppolo in the red zone? Yeah. But so what? When the ball's in the air, you're a receiver first, but you're a DB second. And he was a receiver first and a viewer. He was a fan second. He was watching. Why is he, he on the it. field? Why is he on the field at the five-yard line? It's He's 5'9". Can you get Juwan Jennings on the field or literally Ross Dwelly? Any, come on, man. What is this usage of personnel? How is he even in the vicinity? It's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, and Ray Ray? To me, yeah. I mean, I, I didn't what? love. I, 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 to me, I was so taken back by his lack of effort on the ball that I didn't. It wasn't even factoring in the personnel grouping. I mean, but he yeah. caught the touchdown pass earlier. But like, why that was get a him great off the one? Field. He went low for it, scooped it off the turf. But All I mean, right. I don't want to talk about Ray Ray anymore. I don't. Yeah. Kyle, you have five really good weapons on offense. Ray Ray shouldn't be on the field. What are you doing? Jawan is the one of the playmakers, not Ray Ray. The whole Ray Ray experiment has not been good at all. I don't want to no. talk about him anymore. I'm upset about Ray Ray. You're one ray from now on until you until you make a play. Then you can be double ray from now on. You're single ray. Sean says part three says crosses slant screens have been downloaded. Teams collapse inside the hatches. It ain't Kyle. It's Jimmy G's limitations. It holds back the playbook. I am so sick of people trying to say if it's Kyle or Jimmy. Man, it's both of them. It is so both of them. I hate that game. It's Kyle. It's Jimmy. It's both of them. I mean, you know, I mean, um, the offense is out of rhythm. Now, is that on the quarterback? Is it on the play caller? Is it on is it on the line? Is it on the mistakes? Is it on the weapons? I mean, we can sit there and and, and on different plays, there's different answers. Ultimately, all I know, they're all they're all responsible. All I know is that in, in New York, Brian Dayball has Daniel Jones playing really well with no weapons. Other than Saquon Barkley, essentially. Here, 
You got Jimmy Garoppolo, who I think before the season most people would say is better than Daniel Jones, really struggling with the best weapons in the league. Coaching matters. No team is doing less with more than the 49ers this season. They could always turn it around. I'll give you my biggest complaint with the 49ers. The total lack of use of tempo to your advantage. Yeah. They were were going slow until five minutes left in that game. Seriously. Seriously, They were going so slow that I just started talking S in the press box. Oh, yeah. I'm just sitting there going, so the game plan here is just to get close. Right. Uh Uh-huh. Because this pace is a loser pace. Right. And yeah, then, loser pace, and then you kick a field goal, right? Yeah, and then and then w- you've got no rhythm on offense. Where? Why would you not try a hurry up at some point to try to get some rhythm going on offense? Right. Instead, you see other teams use rhythm or use pace to to get into an offensive rhythm. Arthur Smith can do it. I mean, we we we, we I mean, the yeah. 49ers, the lack of of use of pace. It's like speed it up when you're behind. That's an obvious, but oh, they don't. Man. That's like non-competitive. That's the part that makes you go, "What's going on here with the leadership?" When you see they're not going fast and they're losing by multiple scores. Yeah, what's so are, funny? I'm always thinking, what are the players thinking right now as they're huddling up and huddling up, and the clock's ticking and the clock's ticking. What, what what are we doing here, guys? What are we doing? You know, it's really funny. So he came in, to re- he replaced Chip Kelly, who was the opposite, right? He did all this uh, fast tempo, and it, he, had a no, he had no talent on offense, and it wasn't really helping him, and he got fired. Um, really, it seems like Kyle Shanahan and Chip Kelly are really similar other than the pace at which they do their offense because Chip Kelly, no adjustments, terrible after the opening script, no second-half offense. Yeah, that's pretty much Kyle Shanahan, too, except Chip Kelly had the excuse of having no talent on that team. Kyle Shanahan has no excuses, and I wonder if Chip Kelly had gotten a second chance and they had never brought in Kyle Shanahan and Chip Kelly had been here and gotten all the third and fourth chances that Kyle had, would he be over 500 right now? I don't know. I mean, is Kyle even better than Chip Kelly is my question. I don't even know. I mean, he's held in much, much higher regard yeah. by NFL Why? people. There's no yeah. doubt. Um, but, I mean, you're only as good as what you've done recently. You know, the old saying in radio, you're only as good as your last show. In football, you're only as good as your last game. You're as good as the, the team that you had on the field yesterday. And that what that shows me is it was non-competitive. Yesterday was a very one-sided football game. The last guy said, Larry, you are the man. You are the man. CT Law is a question for me. If you were the coach yesterday, at what point would you declare a problem and switch the game plan? I would have done it after the first drive when Casey marched down with ease. That was the second drive. There was interception on the first. Um, the, the defense had no resistance at all. No. So I get it. I, I, I do understand. Believe me, I saw all the numbers. You see all the numbers. Yeah. We know. Um, Patrick Mahomes is one of the very best quarterbacks in the history of football. If you define um, looks ahead of time, if you blitz him and he can see where it's coming from, uh, he can he can absolutely crush you. But what's the bet? What's the alternative to sit there, rush for, not get it done, sit in a yeah. soft zone and have him pick you apart like a Thanksgiving turkey? I mean, come on, man. Let me tell you one thing I didn't like, too. I didn't like D'Amico Ryan's putting Jimmy Ward in the slot. Like, Jimmy Ward is not necessarily a great nickelback. He is the best at defending tight ends. But you put him on a slot receiver, that's a different athlete. I mean, I thought Juju got the best of him a lot of times, and I didn't think Jimmy Ward had a great game. That's not his position. He's a no. safety, and he should be covering Travis Kelsey. And I think they had 
the wrong the wrong matchup on Kelsey a lot. Not that Jimmy Ward would have shut him down because Kelsey's great, but I didn't like that they're at all. They're thin on the corner. See that they yeah. know they're thin on the corner. They lost Mosley. Right. We saw him up in the press box. He looked. He you know obviously that was a huge loss. Um, and now they had Ward running uh, Charvarius one running around at less than hundred percent. So they had he this incredible corner tandem. Now they don't. Then Lenore went down, and they're forced to lean on the Ambry Thomases of the world. And and you know in the weeks ahead, it's going to be Dante Johnson. They don't have enough corners with the injuries that they have a corner. And to me, that's the area that I'm looking to pick somebody up this week is corner because they don't, you can't, you can't fake corner. You can't just say, I would just throw a guy out there. No, you can't. And you can't play Jimmy Ward at corner anymore. Why? Cause he's in like his ninth year. You know, he was a corner coming out of Northern Illinois, but that was a long time ago and he can play corner in a pinch, but to ask him to play multiple plays at corner. Nope. That's not his game. And it's like, you're not going to put him back there because you have Tashawn Gibson. Like, yeah, he's okay. But, like, isn't Jimmy Ward your captain? I mean, isn't Jimmy Ward better than Tashawn? Like, that should be his starting spot. Anyway, I got a question. And Tashawn was nowhere near anybody all day. I mean, he was literally uh, three, three, four feet away from making a play. He, he I, I never saw him. Did, did, uh, did Gibson touch the football yesterday? I would say no. I think, well, he tipped. The pass that got intercepted. By, okay, by, so he, he had to, one to his, touch to his credit. He did, he did. But still, Jimmy Ward's a better player than him. I, you you can't change Jimmy Ward's position because Deshaun Gibson's had like a good month and a half. Come on. All right, but well, I got a trying question. to get away with. They're trying to get away with the fact that they're they're thin on the corner. But they unfortunately Jimmy's not a corner anymore. No, he's not. He's a safe. He's never been a corner. Never been a corner. He's a safety. Um. So look. We're saying the Niners need another cornerback. This is why I was sort of against the Niners trading for Christian McCaffrey. Good player, heck of a player, expensive price. Not a cornerback. He's a running back. You said it's a position you can't fake. You can fake it at running back. The Niners find running backs out of nowhere and turn them into 1,000-yard rushers. Routinely, Jeff Wilson Jr. is a good player. So is Christian McCaffrey. My question to you is, do the Niners need to make another trade before the deadline? They have a week. No doubt. No doubt. Now, the question is, uh, what's the priority? Is it D-tackle or is it corner or is it linebacker? They or is it offensive bodies. tackle? Damn. Or is it offensive line? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I would say it's corner. Okay. Because I think you can get William Jackson. You know, like, what do they have left to trade? Maybe a sixth. That's all they or have. Players, really or players. Or yeah. players. Yeah. I don't know. Or yeah. 24 picks. You know, yeah. you know 2024 picks. Maybe a yeah. maybe a, a sixth and a conditional pick in 2024. But I think William Jackson, mean, they have, what, four or five million left on the cap. Um, I would say a corner is what I would want. And then I would, I would look to, to, I mean, you got to make a couple pickups. You got to, you need to bring in a defensive tackle and you need to bring in a corner. So who's on the street for defensive tackle Sue. And there's a couple other people. Maybe you might be able to, like, if you could get a Deron Payne out of Washington, yeah. uh, maybe I would trade a, um, a day two pick or, I mean, a, a 2024 day two pick or maybe an early 2023 um, or 2024 day three pick or combination of picks if I could get Deron Payne and the corner. But they need, they need D-tackle help and they need corner help in the worst way. And then offensive line, you know, what's the deal with McGlinchey? Is he is he healthy? Is he not healthy? Um, you know, Jalen Moore had a terrible penalty that took them that took points oh. off the board. Yeah. 
You know, yeah. ultimately it didn't burn him because they forced him to punt and the Chiefs muffed the punt. Um, that led to the Jimmy interception. You know, the whole game changed at that point. But any penalties that take points off the board are a killer. Yeah. So defensive tackle, absolutely. Cornerback, you say William Jackson. I like that. I mean, if they Big could bring corner, in- long arms, veteran, somebody who's not going to be, you know, overwhelmed by being thrown into the mix. If they could get a right tackle, that would be great. Um, Daniel Brunskill, I think, is better than Mike McGlinchey. Colton McKivitz, I think, is better than Mike McGlinchey. I don't know what, but ever since he came back from this injury from last year, he hasn't been. Where's Compton now? Where's Tom Compton? Denver. Can they get Tom Compton back? They got to get someone to play right yeah. tackle. Maybe maybe it's Colton McKivitz, but if, I, I don't think the Niners have a corner. Like, Colton McKivitz might be serviceable enough to replace Mike McGlinchey. I, Ambry Thomas isn't good enough. Diamondor Lenore, frankly, should be playing nickel, and that's it. I, they don't have good enough corners. They hadn't faced any really good wide receivers. Now they got torched by Marquez Valdez Gantling, who's freaking, terrible. The he's not even prior. good, and he and he really, really made Traverius Ward look bad. I mean, maybe the Chiefs knew something we didn't know about him uh, because he hasn't been tested much yet. We still, it's still early with him. So yeah, if the Niners could get a corner, that would be really, really great. Like they could use a Kella Witherspoon right now. Anyone. I'll tell you, I watched uh, Seattle yesterday a little bit, and that Tariq Woolen, my goodness, I mean, they've got themselves a difference-making Jalen Ramsey-type corner. And they got him, wasn't he like a mid-round pick? That's what they do. That's what they do. Dave Barclay says, I've been saying it since last year, fire Kyle. 69 should not be in the NFL. I don't get all this nonchalance attitude from Kyle. Get out. Our cast is incredible, and he cannot put a winning scheme together and won't change. I won't endorse the. I won't endorse the. I know you're you're going down this road, and and I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. Personally, I don't think I would fire Kyle Shanahan right now, but right now, no, no, no one's going to fire him right now. He gets to finish. Oh, okay. I didn't. I I, finished the season. His interim coach isn't going to be isn't going to save the season. Yeah, but I, I might trade him if he misses the playoffs. Well, that's interesting. We can talk about that right now. Hold on. Let's go. Let's. So I have a question. Um, there's teams that would trade for him, and you probably could get multiple picks, but there's no chance. I can't see them doing that. Let's say they miss the playoffs, uh, and Jim Harbaugh tells Jed York, you know, I would be willing to come back for $15 million a year and coach this team. We got unfinished business. I like this roster. I like Trey Lance. I could turn this team into a Super Bowl champion. Uh, do you think Jed York could say no to that? Gosh, you know, I don't know. There were so many issues with Harbaugh. I would have, I would have paid players getting arrested. I would have paid a hundred bucks to sit next to Jim Harbaugh yesterday at the game because he was there, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, Did he stay for the whole game? I'm sure he did. Um, I would have, I would have loved to have heard his his thought. I mean, I will say this: I thought the team under Harbaugh had a great coaching staff. Wherever Jim goes, he has an elite coaching staff. You know he would bring Fangio back with him. You know he would. Lots of, co- lots of yeah. coaches want to coach for Jim Mike Harbaugh. Solari. Mike Solari. Know. Yeah. We might have our opinions. Everybody has it. In the coaching profession, coaches want to play, want to coach under Jim Harbaugh. Tom I mean, Rathman. There's all kinds of guys. Michigan's got great coaches. I mean, yeah. he gets great coaches. So that's one thing. The question is, you know, how does it wear over time? Does Jim wear people out? I think that the real problem with Jim the first time around was that the beginning, like John, like John and Kyle are a tandem and they're tied together. Jim came in 
and took the the offer to take on Trent Balky, but then within a week told yeah. Jed, I don't want Trent Balky. And then I think ultimately that got back to, to Trent Balky. And so there was a frostiness between Jim and Trent that existed almost the entire tenure. Of uh, of Harbaugh, if if it was a little bit more, there was more continuity base between the head coach and the GM. I think well, there that's would have what been John a Lynch does. Here. That's what John Lynch is all about. So I think they would be an interesting combo. And I think one thing about uh, Harbaugh, I mean, I covered him then. I, I spoke with him yesterday. He was about fifty when he took that job. He's sixty now. There's a difference between fifty and sixty. He's just a little bit more mellowed out. And he's been doing a good job with Michigan. I feel like he's a little different. He's a little different, and I think he's a lot like Pete Carroll, who frankly is a hell of a coach, as he's demonstrating this year, what he's doing with Geno Smith, Kyle Shanahan. uh, Eat your heart out. But, I mean, Jim there Harbaugh, were issues, though, Grant. I mean, they could not were. get plays called on time. They lost the Super Bowl because of Jim Harbaugh calling a timeout with an old Ravens defense on their heels and huffing and puffing, and they called the timeout and let them get to catch their breath. It's true. But I do think that he has improved in the last 10 years, and I don't think Kyle Shanahan has improved in the last five. Um, I think this, this team is made to order for, for Jim. I would prefer to go after Ken Dorsey. But Ken Dorsey probably is going to have his pick. I mean, if the Chargers fire Brandon Staley and say, hey, Ken, you want to be the head coach of Justin Herbert? I don't see how he turns that down. Um, Harbaugh might be the Niners' best option. And if they have to choose between Kyle and Harbaugh, I think I would go with Harbaugh. It's hard to look away from 44-19-1. It's also hard to forget all. I, I, I was in the room the end of the season, last game, um, when he dropped the who's got it better than us, and I heard crickets that day. Okay. I mean, I, I was in that room. I shouldn't have been in that room, but somehow the media relations guy let me in that kind of in-between hallway between the outside and the locker room. And so I'm standing right there, and he dropped the who's got it better than us, and it was like, so I don't know how he wears on players over time. How does Kyle wear on players over time? I don't know that either, too. I mean, I don't know. I'll say this. Jim, they're totally different personalities. Um but Jim, I mean, I don't think of, I think Jim as a quarterback guru and eh. Jim as an offensive play caller and eh. Jim as a, as a leader, I like Jim as a tough guy, as a coaching staff, you know, there's attributes I like about Jim, but his Jim offense, revived Alex Smith. Jim, Jim gave Alex Smith a career. Alex Smith did, was going down the tubes and he saved his career. And then he made, he had success with Colin Kaepernick, which no one else was able to do. So when you compare his resume to Kyle, I mean, he's a much more positive, uplifting coach than Kyle, even though he wears on people. Dude, Kyle is the most negative coach I've ever covered. He's relentlessly negative. Jim Harbaugh was the guy pumping you up and hitting you in the head. I mean, there's a charm to him that Kyle lacks. I mean, Kyle's charm was wearing Yeezys, which isn't even that charming anymore in 2022. You might not know. I don't know how I feel. I I really don't know how I feel about about Kyle because I think Kyle's offense seems to be way more explosive, but then some of the play calling seems to be really kind of questionable, and it seems like they've hit a wall. Like right now, what's the next adjustment? What what's the it was Christian McCaffrey game? What's this Ram game going to look like? 
it's going to look like the Rams not scoring any points and making the Niners feel good about themselves because the Rams are even worse. I swear, the, the, the Seahawks and Cardinals might be the two best teams in this NFC West. Everyone's focused on the Niners and, and Rams. The Rams are horrible. They're so bad. They can't score points. Sean yeah, McVay the, might be an even bigger fraud than Kyle. The line is a problem. The it's Rams terrible. offensive line is a problem for sure. Yeah. I mean, they, they 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 don't have a good offensive line. The Rams are thin. The Rams are a thin football team. 49ers are an injured football team. You, you said that you said that with, with Harbaugh, like Kyle's offense is more explosive. In the past, this year, the problem with Kyle is that his offense isn't scoring points. And what you always would say is, look, Harbaugh was a good leader, but his offense, I mean, Greg Roman and his offense has had problems. Kyle has a better offense. I want that offense. Now he can't even hang his hat on that anymore. So Kyle better turn something around. Otherwise, there could be less. I mean, we don't even know if Harbaugh wants the job. Can I just say that? He might be like, you know what? <laughs> no picks. Uh, Jed York. I'm good. I like Michigan. I'll just stay right here. That's possible. I don't even know if he wants the job. So I guess it's all theoretical. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he, you know, he's, I mean, it, it, he's had a lot of success at Michigan. He's gotten over the high, uh, over the hump by beating Ohio State. Um, he probably can stay as long as he wants, wants just because of that one singular win. They're undefeated this year. He's a he's a really good football coach that attracts so a lot good. of good assistant coaches. He's really um, good. I, my question is, is he ideally suited to the college game where guys graduate and then they move on after a few years? But hold on. Let's stick with this because I keep comparing Harbaugh to Pete Carroll. I think they're very similar. And with Pete Carroll, this is what uh, Richard Sherman said about Pete Carroll. Oh, you know, not that he wears on people, but he's kind of corny and you hear the same stories all the time. Rah, rah stuff. Yeah, you hear the same stuff and eventually you tune him out. Well, you know what? Goodbye, Richard. Goodbye, veterans. Oh, it doesn't. Let me get some young guys who are inspired by a good coach. That's maybe what probably the Niners should have done back in 2014. Instead of getting rid of Harbaugh, get rid of like Alex Boone and some of these vets that have a problem with him and Trent Balky and let Harbaugh rebuild considering he's he wins three quarters of his games. I mean, that's what the that's what the Seahawks did with Pete Carroll. And they were right to do it, even though they had a lot of pressure to run him out of town locally in, in Seattle. Remember that? It, what's amazing to me about the whole Harbaugh regime is that there is so much pressure to win in the NFL, and he was 44-19-1, and you got rid of him. Unreal. That's what just – I. that one's that one's odd. But yeah. I'm, I don't know how much of this to put on Kyle this year because is it the loss of McDaniel? Is it the lack of a speed back? Is it the is it the the inconsistencies on the offensive line? Is it you know and this this last game yesterday? I got a bigger problem with the forty four than the twenty three. Way bigger problem with the forty four points a, they allowed than the twenty three. I have an equally big problem with both of them. I have an equally big problem with both of them. And and the the, the problem here's no. I have a bigger problem with the offense because the defense is the first bad game they've had all season, and it was against the Chiefs. I can forgive one bad game against the Chiefs. The offense, this is what they do every freaking week. And yeah, I mean, they lost McDaniel, but they also lost Wes Welker. They lost Rich Gangarello. They lost uh, Embry. They, I mean, they replaced a lot of their assistant coaches on the offense, and maybe the guys that Kyle Shanahan hired to replace him aren't getting it done. He has had very good assistant coaches on this team, but they've all gotten hired elsewhere and promoted, and maybe he hasn't been able to replace them. Act, you know, well enough this year. I don't know. Here, Here's the most amazing thing from yesterday to me. The 49ers had more first downs. Oh. Oh. What does that wow. tell you? Tells you that Kansas City had explosives all day, yeah. all night. I mean, it was like the, the 49ers led the NFL 
in the limit of the number of explosive 10 yard uh, plays they'd allowed uh, coming into yesterday. Yesterday, every play was an explosive. They Chiefs had explosive yeah. plays up and down the field. Oh, that just shows you that they hadn't faced an explosive quarterback yet. No disrespect to Geno Smith, who the Niners did shut down. Jay no. Will says, would Brock Purdy really be that much of a downgrade from Jimmy G? Speak on it. The one thing about Brock Purdy is nobody wants to give this guy a shot. Like he's like some like he's like some gimmick or some trick or something. And it's like I think it's maybe the the Mr. Irrelevant draft choice. I'm not really sure. I hope everybody understands that what we're talking about, Jimmy G is 6'2-225. Brock Purdy's six feet, maybe he's tad under 6'1, 225. I mean, we're talking about basically the exact same guy minus like an inch and a half of height, except yeah. Brock Purdy had way better college numbers. And guess what? Brock Purdy had way more of a, a better winning percentage in college than J- Jimmy was like 24 and 23. He's a 500, 500 uh, college quarterback. Brock Purdy had an overwhelming positive record, and he played in the Big 12 against top, top-tier top competition. So this whole, like, oh, it's absurd to think of Brock Purdy replacing Jimmy G. Coming out of college, you could argue he had a better resume. So yeah, I it doesn't Brock- matter where you got drafted. I've been banging the drum for Jordan Mason all year. I mean, he, he was an undrafted guy from Georgia Tech. I've seen him a little bit. I think he's better than most uh, – Ty Davis Price for sure – I think he definitely deserves to play, but um, I mean, Manuel Mosley and Charvarius Ward were both undrafted free agents. Let me tell you why Purdy's not going to get a chance and why Kyle has to stick with Garoppolo. Because Kyle needs a fall guy, always. And with Jimmy on the field, there's always going to be that question, whose fault is it? Is it Jimmy's fault that the offense is underperforming, or is it Kyle's? If Kyle makes a decision and benches Jimmy and brings in Purdy, that's Kyle's guy, and then is 110% on Kyle if the offense doesn't perform it. He doesn't want to be in that position. He's good at wiggling out of it he's a wiggler so you think uh, jimmy is essentially his shield yes human shield been that way for years kyle acts like he wants to get rid of jimmy garoppolo but at the same time he's addicted to that human shield it's let me addiction. ask you a question because you're in the room you get a sense of this thing yes. what's the reaction for from the the kittles and the the line and the what would be the reaction in the room if kyle said you know what Jimmy, put it away. We're going with Brock this week. I think he would lose the locker room more than he already has because say what you – I mean, doesn't the not, players aren't necessarily better than us at evaluating talent, but they love Jimmy. They've made it abundantly clear. That is their friend. They're not friends with Kyle. Kyle wants to be kind of buddy-buddy with players, but he's not. Jimmy is. And I don't think they look at Jimmy as being the source of the problems with this team. They've been playing with him for a long time. They've vouched for him for a long time. When was the last time a player on this team said Kyle's the best play caller in the league? They used to say that all the time. They don't anymore. In fact, you got Jimmy Garoppolo in the middle of the game saying, your plays suck, man. And George Kittle saying, yeah, we can't get the ball in, our, in the hands of our playmakers at the right times. It seems like they're almost openly calling him out right now. So I, I don't know if he has that kind of cachet. I mean, just trading for Trey Lance seemed like that cost him in the locker room. And now he's going to go to Brock Purdy. No, he better be right about it. Well, yeah, I, you know, and it's, it's, it's a hard thing for me to read because I've had actually players tell me that they have a lot of confidence in Kyle and that Kyle's a top tier guy and that they, they believe in Kyle. So I don't know, you know, if they believe in Kyle to a level where if you switch Jimmy out for Purdy, they would, you know, go, they would not believe in Kyle anymore. Um, I don't, I don't know the dynamic in there. I don't, I can't really put my finger on exactly what the reaction would be, but personally, I mean, there's always there's the one thing about Jimmy Garoppolo 
is that there's going to be two or three plays in the game that are going to be not just negative plays, but like severely negative plays. And, you know, taking a safety, severely negative play, throwing a duck interception into a crowd on the goal line, severe negative play. I mean, um, you know, momentum changing plays that hurt the team. He seems like he's good for two a game. Oh, yeah. And, and But he's not good for the other type of plays that actually help the team. Like it just feels like this team game, is yeah. not bought into Kyle Shanahan, whatever his message is, whatever he's trying to do. They just don't seem bought in. They seem real skeptical of whatever he's trying to do. And it, all, it seems like it all stems from him sort of surprising the team with the Trey Lance trade two years ago. And frankly, if players had a problem with that, he should have got him off the team. You have to have your players bought into what you're doing. They're bought in in Seattle. Geno's bought in. The whole team is bought into Pete Carroll. And if you didn't like it, Bobby Wagner, goodbye. Richard Sherman, you're gone. And that's the way it had to be. But Kyle couldn't do that. And so I don't know who's who's running this team. In fact, I have a question right now. Do the Niners have a leadership void? Um, that's a good. That is a good question. I don't know who the leader of the defense is. I thought Fred Warner was horrible yesterday. Horrible, and I you, you don't have a leadership voice. I would say I would say Armstead, but you don't really have a voice when you're not on the field. So that hurts. I would probably say Jimmy Ward, but he hasn't been on the field. Um, yeah. I mean, I I I don't know. I don't I don't know who the leader is of the offense. Is it Kyle? Is it is it uh, Jimmy? Is it Kittle? Is it McGlinchey? Is it Trent? I don't know. Who's leader of the defense? Is it D'Amico? It seems to me like this team has had a bit of a leadership void for a while. And last year was very improbable. They started off three and five, and Debo was kind of the leader of the team. He he put the team on his back in a way. I haven't seen one player that's not a quarterback do it in a very long time. But right now, it looks like there's no leader on this team. And frankly, you look at what Robert Sala is doing in New York. Everyone praised Kyle Shanahan for turning the Niners around in three years. Well, Salah did it in two. They're five and two in New York, and he is such a quintessential leader. I mean, it's obvious. I feel like he served a lot of those functions for this team when they went to the Super Bowl. He was he was discreet about it, but he was the emotional heartbeat of the team. He was the guy who actually showed emotion on the sideline. Kyle's this is Kyle. This is my impression of Kyle on the sideline. I mean, he just, he's like in his own world, which is great when he's on, but now he's not even on. I wonder if people are looking at him like, man, like this guy doesn't have the answers anymore and he's just bland. It's, it's, it's a, it's been a very bizarre year because, yeah, they don't look good. They haven't looked good. But if they can beat the Rams and go into the bye four and four, everything's still there for them in the second half of the year. So yeah, like, but at the same time, if you got blown out by Atlanta, you can't pencil any game in as well, except for the Rams. Oh, the Niners no. always beat the Rams, but I'm saying like the Raiders, I don't, the, you know, they could definitely lose to the Raiders, who are terrible. Yeah. Oh, they can lose to anybody. It's I mean, it's anybody. Week, it's absolutely yeah. a week to week league. I mean, yeah. and if they keep making mistakes, I mean, you know, I mean, ten penalty. I mean, let's look at the. They've lost four games. Yeah. Um, minus three in turnovers against Atlanta loss minus three in turnovers against uh 
against well, they had three turnovers yesterday. They were minus yeah. one. They were minus three in turnovers against Denver, lost. Right. They had double digit penalties against the Bears and then the monsoon, lost. Yesterday they had both turnovers and penalties. They had 10 penalties yesterday. Mm-hmm. If this team can just stop creating mass penalties and mass turnovers, but what you're saying games. is what you're but describing is it, that is the beginning of winning or losing football. Right, you but, can't win games when you're minus three. Right, but what you're describing is a team that lacks leadership and accountability. Straight up. That's what this team is. They lack leadership. They're a poorly coached team. Yes, they're talented. And that's what makes this team so tragic. They're yeah. extremely talented, and they're underperforming more than any team that I can think of in the NFL. And sure, it's early, and they have everything in front of them, and they're probably going to beat the Rams this week because the Rams can't score either. But wow, they st- even if they beat the Rams, they can't walk, p- walk around with their chest puffed out during the bye week like, oh, we got this figured out. No! Beat no. the Chargers the week after that. You know, I mean, it's a, it's a top five. It's a top five in the NFL roster, and it's not a t- and it's a sub five hundred team. And people said and this was a top five coach. People said it's the best young coach in the league. All right, man, show it. Do some coaching. Coach it up. Yeah, I mean, Dave- it all it all lands with him, uh, Grant. I mean, it's 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 you know, it's not about us and what we're saying. It's just the reality of NFL football. The coach is the central yeah. figure in the organization. So if you win, it's way to go coach. And when it's when they lose, it's like, hey, it's absolutely on the coach and there's no hiding it, no running from and, it. And I feel like this Christian McCaffrey trade kind of backfired on Kyle in a sense that it takes away another excuse from him. He can't be like, "Well, I lost Elijah Mitchell." You know, my run I don't have the run running backs I want. Nah, you got everyone. You got all the weapons in the world, and you still scored 23 points against a defense that was like 26th in the league and and score, a bad defense. Well, so now, like, before all, they scored fourteen against 14. Atlanta, Atlanta was 27th in right. the league defensive DVOA. So you can't 14. say it's Jeff again. The fact that the one guy you decided to replace on offense was Jeff Wilson Jr. Nothing against Christian McCaffrey, but well, they've been trying to replace Jeff Wilson Jr. for like four years. How many running backs have they acquired while he's been on the team playing well? So strange to me. And he came only, out yesterday with something to prove. I look at it different. I look at it different. I don't think he was replacing Jeff Wilson. One of my takeaways from that Atlanta game, and I talked about it in the post game, is their weapons lack uh, explosiveness. They added an explosive weapon. I'm okay with them adding an explosive weapon that they think they're, they they want to have on their team long term. I got no problem with that, but you got you got to produce. You got to win games. And, and I'll say this too. He, you got 10 touches to McCaffrey I didn't like the way they used him. I mean, they're they're running after him the up, script. They're running him up the middle. Yeah, after no, the I script, mean, they had no creativity. Guy in space, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, Kyle will. He's smart. David the prankster says, "Grant, I know you stay away from the training staff, but can you bring Krug? Can you or Krug explain why Ward was just in a cast and not a club? Seems reckless to me. Uh, I can't explain that. That's not. That's above my pay grade. Yeah. I I want to know why Traverius Ward played. He looked like he was not himself. No, he's he just out there, out there against his boys. He wants to make sure that he's out there. I'm sure he's been. He probably Charvarius from you know talking to him a couple of times. He circled that game. He was of course, play that. and that's where the coach comes that in. That's where the, that's why you need a coach who's a leader and says, "Hey, Charvarius, no, not this week." But Gizmo Maltese says CMC uh, trade seems terrible. Needed those draft picks to beef up the O line. Already gave up too much for Lance. Huge holes and no picks, and no, and no cap space. Free uh, f- free. Well, the thing is, that's not really true. I mean, they have, I believe, 
Now, this is if D'Amico were to get a head coaching job, which now after performances like yesterday make you wonder if it's going to happen. But if if they're going to wind up with 10 picks in next year's draft, 10. I don't think you get hot picks for D'Amico right away. I think you have to wait a year, don't you? Isn't it I only think you I think you don't get them in the same year. So, okay. like, I think you get two thirds in back to back years. So, okay. I think they're going to have right now, they have eight picks. They're going to have nine picks. And let's be honest, the 49ers are coming off a year where between the, between the active and the practice squad, they have like 13 or 14 rookies in their organization right now. And they've shown that they can find guys on day three, probably better than day one. And they're getting a, a a slew of undrafted guys every year, so I'm not as cons- I love the draft and I'm all about it. I'm not thinking that they that that they're like the the cupboard is not bare when it comes to picks. They have plenty of picks. I disagree completely. To me, they have real issues on the offensive line, and they haven't shown they can f- find quality offensive linemen on day f- on day four or day three or whatever. I mean, they can get serviceable guys that fit their system and can like run block and stuff. But if they want to replace Mike McGlinchey, that's a first round pick. If they want to replace Trent Williams. That's a first round pick. Aaron Banks was a second round pick. I mean, they want to get a good s- center. Good luck finding that in round five. And this, and it's like, how are you going to imp- improve this offensive line? No cap space, no picks in the first two days. I'm a little concerned about it. Now, maybe they'll figure it out. John Lynch does a very good job, but a little scary. And, and and they need a corner. So Emmanuel Mosley, come back quickly from that torn ACL. Tackle, I agree with. Guards, I mean, t- Grant, they 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 Burfers were literally, they were literally um, you know, th- they almost went to the Super Bowl last uh, year. They were one win away from the Super Bowl with a Brunskill Compton right side of their offensive line. This team won a Super Bowl in 81 with Dan Audick at like 258 pounds. You know, th- I think you can get by on the offensive line. Nick Allegretti is a chief offensive lineman. He was an undrafted guy or seventh round pick. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying they can get Trent Williams replacement but you can fill in some holes in your offensive line without premier picks we'll see what uh, they do at center and right picks. tackle see picks we'll see what they do at center and right tackle because the and, and and corner those are three premium positions the Niners have to address and they're gonna have to be creative I'm not saying they can't do it but they're gonna have to be creative or just really good at scouting on day three like yeah. they've been yeah yeah um I punt, wow, says, you got to stop saying Sean Payton could be better fit. Four years, he had loads of talent and never got it done. It'd just be like Kyle 2.0. He's got um, a resume, though, and he's gotten a, he's won a Super Bowl. Come on. Um, Sean Payton I, is a proven commodity. Did he ever go through stretches where his offense was just complete trash like the Niners' offense has been this year? I don't think so. I mean, say what you want about Sean Payton. Maybe he wouldn't seal the deal but with this talent even jimmy garoppolo Isn't sean payton scoring, from the bay area i think he I thought he was born out Vallejo here or something. yeah i think he was born out here bailey says chiefs were also down two three top cornerbacks jimmy sucks <laughs> wow uh blunt matt ryan better than jimmy g offer india seventh who says no i do how about that I hate Matt Ryan right now. He's terrible. They just got benched for the year for the Texas kid who sucks. You know who uh, I like? Who do you like? The kid in uh, Carolina that had just won without PJ Walker. Mc- yeah, the guy who won without Christian McCaffrey somehow, some way. I don't know how he did it, but he did. Yeah. It. Ivan says, "Give me, a, give a man a fish, feed him for a day. Give Mike Shanahan a Super Bowl victory. You feed that man's kid for life." That was funny. <laughs> Liked it. Appreciated it. Gun down says this team is an undisciplined mess and it's all in the coach. Andy Reid is the real guru swap coaches. Tell me I'm wrong. Yeah, I mean, it was a stark contrast between one team that was pretty much 
unprepared to play the game and the other team that was like the most prepared I have ever. Wow. I, there's very terrible offense in the NFL, not in Kansas City. That was terrific. It was like Andy, it was Andy like Reed is an incredible coach. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and also I felt terrible about this game as soon as I watched uh, Buffalo beat Kansas City because you what are they going to lose two in a row and then duck out of the? I mean, the road to the bowl goes through Buffalo if if uh, Kansas City loses yesterday. So right. they 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 were going to fire their A game. And the other takeaway on the on the you know I, I had a real negative thought about the Niner offense uh, Grant going into watching the game a second time, but man, when I watched it a second time, what I saw was the Chiefs. Let's sometimes you got to credit the Chiefs. Thornhill, Bolton, Willie Gay, Chris Jones, Legarius Sneed. These guys were flying all over the place. Willie Gay had been suspended for four games. He was everywhere. He had eight tackles. He had a half a sack. I mean, th- they got some pretty good defensive players on that defense. I know the rankings show they weren't that good, but man, I mean, I think the Chiefs are a little bit better defensively than people think. I got more. I got a bigger issue with. Hold on, forty nine ers. They, they gave up twenty nine to the Raiders. They gave up twenty nine to the Raiders, and the Niners could only get twenty three. I, I, I know. I, I know. The Raiders do I'm have good weapons too. Yeah, they do. Devontae. They absolutely do. And they got a good coach. Apparently. Jacobs. Eh, Waller. Eh. Dalton Yancey says Nick Bosa to Philly for a first round pick and Fletcher Cox and Darius Slay. Mm, no. If you're gonna trade <laughs> no. Nick Bosa, I think you could get more than that. Fletcher Cox like thirty five. Yeah, Fletcher uh, Cox is you know might nah. be coaching the D line next year. <laughs> hey Grant, did, don't the Niners get picks from coaches they lost, and don't they have nine picks left, or am I missing something? No, they have yeah, nine we, picks. Yeah, that was from like t- half hour ago. You're right. Too far TV says Grant, can you bring back the banana hands mitts? Yeah, I will. I, I, I yeah, I can. Callie Tremor says Niners need to make two trades: O-Lyman and corner. These are moves that should have been made back in the preseason. All these missteps are coming back to bite the Niners. Yeah, like you you, you use the phrase, uh, you can't fake it. Those are two positions where you can't fake it. Well, I mean, you got there with Compton, though. So you can kind of fake a line, I think. Um, at least you're not trying to get guys. there. You're not trying to get there, Larry. You're trying to win it. This is it. No, this I is all you, in. I mean, like uh, you know, O line, like g- good O linemen, as you astutely pointed out, generally are in the first round, yeah, right? So you're not going to find a good O lineman, and they're not in the trade on line. the street. Yeah, like, hey, we got this great O lineman. We don't need him though. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna trade. We him. don't need him. We're good in the O line. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. It's true. That's why you gotta handle. You gotta be proactive with this stuff. It is not. You know, October 24th is not the time to find a good offensive lineman. Joshua Bourne says hire Mike Holmgren. No, he's a no. grandfather. No, <laughs> he's a Niner fan. SF Data Command Inspect Vets a winner. You need a quarter. Go back and see what Mike Holmgren. No, nothing against Mike Holmgren, but no. You got to get the Mike next Holmgren Mike Holmgren. Yeah, Mike Holmgren doesn't want to work 115-hour no. weeks. Exactly. That's the end of the story. Uh, Scotty Dippin says, we asked D-run game to win us the game, then glorify Jimmy Garoppolo for having a stellar win percentage and Kyle Shannon for being a genius. O needs to contribute to the group project. Boom. I would have to agree with that. This is a defensive production. And, and the Niners often sees their, their goal is to be, like, complimentary. Well, you can't do that right now. You have to actually score more than 23. But, I mean, and you have the talent to do it. How about this, though? When was the last time? I mean, I don't know the answer to this question. I'm not asking a question I know the answer to. How many times this year do you think the 49ers have won the time of possession? I don't know. I don't know. They don't care about it because their defense was so stacked. But now that their defense is super thin, winning time of possession is of the utmost importance. And I'd like to see some ball control game plan this week, whether it's passing or running. Protect your defense for once. Keep them on the sidelines. Lauren Klein says, should 69 be rotating with Brunskill, not Burford? 
69 should be rotating on the bench, whether he's sitting on the left side of the bench or the right side of the bench. That's what I think. I'm sorry. He's hurt. He's banged up. He's having a hard time even getting to the line. Ryan Hensley says Jimmy is trending uh, 24 TDs, 19 turnovers, and six safeties. (laughs) How many turnovers for Jimmy in the last two weeks? (laughs) Five. Uh, is that good? Good show, fellas. It's not It's not the greatest. I just think it's so interesting that Geno Smith is playing so well and Jimmy has all these weapons and isn't. And I, and I don't think anyone thinks Geno's that great, but he's got some talent and he's got a good coach and boom, that can go far. That combination. Better, right now, between Geno, Marcus Mariota, and Garoppolo, I'm taking Geno or Mariota over Garoppolo right now. Gino, Gino's quarterback rating is over 100. He's one of the highest-rated quarterbacks in the league. He's really doing a great job. Great story. Uh, Harbaugh, head coach, Fangio, D.C., Dorsey. Oh, Dorsey's, Dorsey's going to be a head coach next year, if everything. I, I don't think he's leaving Buffalo. Scotty Dippin says, the CMC trade looks good on paper, but teams don't respect our deep passing game. A horizontal O doesn't scare anyone and forces the O to need to play flawlessly in order to work unsustainable with Jimmy Garoppolo. I agree. That's the thing. Again, great player, Christian McCaffrey. The offense is totally horizontal, and it's why is it? Is it because of Jimmy? Is it because of Kyle? It's because of both of them. If you could get Tom Brady to execute this offense, yeah, it would work. But he's not Tom Brady. He's knockoff Tom Brady. He's knockoff Tom Brady. The whole He's thing off brand feels, Tom Brady. Yeah, the whole thing feels different when the 49ers complete passes 15 to 20 yards down the field. They're Everything right about their about their offense feels totally different yeah. when they complete those passes. It's just not yeah. happening enough. Nope. Uh Trish Bliss 85. 12 games yesterday, 23 points or lower. One eight of them. 23 is more than enough if they actually commit to the run and control the clock. That can't be their mentality. They have too many too complimentary many. football, though. Complimentary football is, I think, what Trish is saying. Sure. But also, if you're going to spend a first-round pick on Brandon Ayuk, a second-round pick on Debo Samuel, if you're going to give George Kittle $16 million, Debo Samuel $20-plus million, Christian McCaffrey $12 million, at some point, can't you be, like, a good offense, like, explosive, and not just like, hey, if we get 21, I think we should be enough. Why'd you spend all that money on offense, then? Put, put, that, put all those resources into defense, if that's your philosophy. Get another corner and a defensive tackle. I'm just saying. Russ says, why shouldn't the Niners replace Shanahan with Eric Bieniemy?" I mean, they should at least interview him if they if they replace Kyle Shanahan. It seems like Bieniemy's doing a good job. I don't know. I'm That's surprised he's not a head coach yet. Yeah, he got a good resume. Niners daddy says his team forgot who they are and abandoned the run. Being down is an excuse. 2021, week 17, down big at the half and ran the ball all over to win. I think the, I think Jimmy Garoppolo's like lost one game in his career with the Niners when they run more than they pass. I mean, they have one way to win games, and it's it's how Larry is saying you got to run the ball. They can't win any other way, and, and it doesn't matter how many weapons they have. That's their quarterback. That's their coach. That's how they have to win. Running have to, yeah, otherwise like they lose. Beyond beyond run pass. They have to surprise people. When people know they're going to run, they can't run. When people know they're going to pass, they can't pass. They have to pass when people think they're going to run. They have to run when people think they're going to pass. They literally have to surprise the defense to have effectiveness, no matter what they do. And that's That's not sustainable. That's not sustainable. Jonathan Chavez says, I'd I'd rather have Ken Dorsey passes the new era. Hey, well, you're going to have to make him an offer he can't refuse. There's going to be a lot of people interested in him. Jason, so Purdy can run the QB power. Our offense is fixed. (laughs) <laughs> he can do everything. Wicked Curse says the thing I was uh, I seen was before Jimmy threw the interception. He was doing great. After that interception, he went downhill. He well, was doing great in the first quarter. Was, yeah, the interception was that was terrible. I mean, I hated the effort by the receiver, but the throw was equally lame. If this collapse happens, will Purdy start a game? Uh, he the only he way Purdy might. is going to start a game is if if Garoppolo uh, they invent an injury for Garoppolo or he's legitimately hurt. 
They're not going to replace uh, Garoppolo with Purdy if Garoppolo's not hurt. I think he's just putting himself in the hot seat if he puts Purdy out there and Purdy isn't great. Josh Wyatt says, can you guys stop begging for pur- purgatory, insanity? Purgatory. <laughs> purgatory. That's hilarious. Purdy's not crap. Purdy's not Mullins, people. I hope people understand that. He's not Mullins. Godzilla says, can we stop calling this roster Super Bowl caliber? Let's call it how it is. Washed. Hey, man, it's three and four. They got it. Burden of proof is on them. Will Kyle do right by Jimmy and let him finish out? Do right by Jimmy. Let's see if Jimmy can make it through, man. He was pretty bad, and he gets hurt a lot. Let's see what happens. Is Kyle still living off the 2019 Super Bowl equity? And last year. Last year was helpful. I mean, he's gone to two of the last three NFC Championship games. People, that's what people keep pointing to. But if he misses the playoffs this year, that'll be four of six years that they miss the playoffs. That'll also be bad. And and he will. He's got to get to ten and seven to get to five hundred for his career. If he can't get to five hundred by year six, that's also going to be rough, especially with these numbers piling up like seven and thirty when he's down at halftime, or one and thirty when he was it zero and twenty seven when he's down by four points in the fourth. Not good numbers piling up no, on him. No. Jimmy is not a captain, says Izzy G. He's not a captain. But Dave Barkley says, oh, yeah, CMC is good, but was not behind that either. That many draft picks and still don't try Mason or Davis Price. Bad coaching all the way around. Yeah, you've made so many investments at running back, and then you give up on him before you even see what you got. I'm not a big Ty Davis Price fan, though. I don't well, know. I mean, what what's there to base it on? I mean, where, where has he? how many carries does he have in the year? What does he have, five like, carries? Yeah, five, yeah, something like that. Nathan says, there is no leader on this team, especially under 500. Banana hands six years in, still under 500 as a head coach. Jim was fired, and he had a winning record. People still upset about that. Mutual Nick, parting of the ways. Mutual, mutual parting of the ways, sure. Um, City Burt says, Niners injury systemic. Yes, it's football, but yeah, Debo's hurt Chiefs now. had zero injuries yesterday. Zero. That's good. To, yeah, I'll say this. Off. 49ers, I think, right now are are – so banged up that there's like a they look like a tired limping football team like it's december yeah i mean they they expended so much energy to not have this season collapse because really if you think about it they're this they're really on the tightrope right now they're three and four they've lost three games they shouldn't have lost you it's okay to lose to the chiefs three games they shouldn't have lost and they had to do everything in their power to keep this season together yeah Smack Jones, we need a culture change. Who and how? That's what Harbaugh does. It's his thing. Justin Rodriguez says, how different would the media and fan base, uh, fan noise be if the Niners were three and four with Trey? Also, how long can Kyle underperform before he's in the hot seat? See, it feels like it's better to be three and four with the young quarterback who's improving and learning than three and four with the 30-year-old quarterback who's the same every week if you had to choose between three and four teams. But that's not an option. He's right. Well, and that, that's the other frustrating part about the situation. You're three and four. You're going with the quarterback that's going to see, theoretically the, be the best in the short term. So what would this team look like with Trey? They might be even worse. Yeah. I mean, look, I think they're going to beat the Rams this week. So let's see what happens. They'll be going in the bye week, most likely on a off a win, but they got to win that game. Rams are desperate, and, though. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Matt Ryan sucks, but he beat Denver and Kansas City. A yeah, miracle. I mean, I, I watched that game against Kansas City. It was a miracle. Look, Matt Ryan isn't good. I think he's better than Jimmy Garoppolo. What do you think? I think no, I don't. I don't think he's. I think they're the same. I think at, at best they're the same. Uh, Matt Ryan has no arm anymore. He has no mobility. He doesn't have any lateral agility. His his arm strength doesn't look the same. 
to me now. You just described Jimmy Garoppolo. So yeah, maybe they're the same. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they're very similar, but, <laughs> but Matt Ryan yeah. to me looks like he's on a, a, a more of a f- dropping trajectory. At least Matt Ryan has a He's has got a, a noodle. He's got a noodle. He's got a he knows what he's looking at. I, I still yeah. don't know if Jimmy Garoppolo has any idea what he's looking at. Matt Ryan sucks. Yeah, got you. Wicked curse. At what point do you tell Kyle you're on the hot seat? He looked too comfortable yesterday. No emotion, no nothing. I don't know, man. He actually came. A lot of times after losses, he comes in with a little bit of an, an edge and an attitude. Like, don't question me. You know, I, I'm still a good coach. None of that yesterday. It was very much, you know, that was horrible. I, he seemed a little bit more. Here's the question of the week that we haven't thrown out that you know and I know is the question of the week. You all ready for it? Will Dr. John York attend practice this week? That's when he knows When bad. this team struggles, That's when Dr. He knows John bad. York shows up at practice. Have you noticed all that? All of a sudden he cares. Yeah. No, there I think is. not yet. Three and four with Rams coming up. I think everyone's expecting that they'll win against the Rams and everyone will be okay and they'll, hand, they'll figure something out at the bye week and they'll turn their season around. All right, well, you better. You better. True Boxing King says, I think they'll keep Kyle one more year. If so, I think Kyle should find a new OC and QB coach. Anyone worth worthy of making that change uh, worth while? Yeah, he's going to have – I don't know. He's going to have to do I, something. I'll tell different. you the QB coach that I would hire, Alex Smith. Hmm? That's the guy I would hire because, he I mean, he's, he's gone – he's traveled the road that you're asking Trey to travel. You, you think he wants to work 100 hours a week? I wouldn't. I don't. He's got a beautiful wife, three little kids. I can't imagine. But I'll say this, and I've always felt this way, that I think he would be a significantly better coach than he was as a player. I think think, uh, Alex Smith, if he wanted to coach, could have a terrific coaching career. Of course he could. He could also be a great announcer, too. I like listening to him uh, talk on TV. See, Turley says, I think another good coach for the Niners is Gus. No, no, no. (laughs) Come on. Absolutely not, Gus Malzahn. He goes no. like a like a high school offense. Everything, every all of his passes are behind the line of scrimmage. He's very Kyle Shanahan esque, except college seat. Gus Malzahn. How many years does Shanahan have left before he's terminated? <laughs> I mean, I think Jed's. I, don't know. You, I think Jed's all in. I think John and Jed are all in. They're all in. I, if I Kyle were on the hot seat, how could he trade away four draft picks in the future? I don't think you'd be given that kind of. Freedom. It's like, dude, I might fire you in a couple of months. You can't trade picks next year. The I fact that he was allowed to that. do that. I yeah. saw you tweet that, and I thought to myself, you know what? This reminds me of the old uh, uh, theorems like class I had in college for uh, you know for uh, you know for uh, uh, whatever philosophy. It's like you know, there's if your premise is wrong, your conclusion's wrong. If your premise is that he's on the hot seat, that then you wouldn't you know then he shouldn't trade four picks. Yeah, but he's not on the hot seat, and that's why he did trade four picks. Yeah, that proves that he's not on the hot seat. Right. I mean, in my opinion, he should be on the hot seat. Any quarter, any head coach in his situation would be, but it's up to Jed. Jed's the, in, in control of the temperature of the seat. It's his seat and his heater. And he just gave Kyle the okay to trade four picks for a player. So that's a guy with some... And Jed, Jed's experienced a lot of disharmony between Harbaugh and and Trent, and so now he sees John and Kyle, and they're all locked up, and they're and they're you know they're tied together, and they're supporting each other, and so he he in his world everything's right. Also, Jed isn't like losing his mind if they don't win a Super Bowl. He's, his goal is to be relevant, make the playoffs, be relevant, be talked about, and so far Kyle Shanahan is providing all of that. So I don't think he's that mad about it. We'll see. I'd be wrong. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. 
Jason says, is Jimmy Garoppolo allergic to the red zone? The closer he gets to either side of it, the worse he gets. All these weapons on O, we should accidentally put up 20 points per game. I thought that was the whole purpose of, uh, of you know, getting, you know, McCaffrey was that they were going to use a red zone monster. I'll say this. I feel better about the Niners when they're first and 10 on the 35 than I do on thirst, first and goal from the nine. City Burt says, if Chucky can go back, why can't Harbaugh? That's kind of what it feels like. You know, it's like team was kind of wrongly taken from him and you never really replaced them. But he'd have to want to come back. I don't know if Harbaugh wants any piece of Jed York. Maybe he doesn't. Quant, quant, actually, it would all be about how much money are you offering. It's that simple, I bet. Quant and control. Says, he might want control, and control, too. And control. Grant, you need to have a sit-down with Jed and Lynch to tell him what they don't want to hear. Everybody keep sugarcoating this BS. Tell them like it is. All right, I'll tell him. We're going to have a sit-down. I'm going to tell you like it is. Kyle, sit right there. <laughs> I'm going to tell you. Not an excuse, but were the Niners jet-lagged? They're 1-4 coming back from these uh, Mondo East Coast trips. I bet you they don't do them anymore. That is interesting, isn't it? They are seven and two, I think, in the two games that surround the trip. But the week after the trip, they're one and four. So is it really worth it? I mean, if if you knew that's it's like a a trade off. Jimmy even you, referenced it, Grant, that that right. there was like they were kind of gassed coming out of the trip to West Virginia. Well, if you know it, there's that trade off. Wouldn't you want? Wouldn't you rather be at full energy for the Chiefs game and not? The Falcons game? I mean, it's the Chiefs. I don't know. Just I mean, I guess you can make an argument about conference versus out of conference, but whatever. I, Fair enough. Know. Yeah, good point. Geno Smith better than Jimmy G. Niners QB sucks bad. I just feel like Seattle's laughing, and they should be. They have a lot to laugh about. Gino's I have improved. one more question. Geno has improved tremendously, though. He's a big – I'll say this, too. Geno's a big, strong athlete. He really is. He's a, he's a better athlete than Jimmy, and that's the thing. Uh, it's good to have an athlete at quarterback. We got, like – Seven minutes before uh, Monday Night Football starts. So I want one quick question, and then we're yep. out. Stop giving me money. No more donations. It's against the rules. Who has been the biggest disappointment of the season so far for the Niners this year? I'm talking players only. Because we've been bashing Kyle Shanahan for like an hmm. hour and a half. Um, biggest disappointment. Kinlaw. Trent. McGlinchey. Those are my disappointments. I'm disappointed. Eric Armstead's been dinged up, I mean, for sure. He's so important to the team. He's a captain. They pay him a lot of money. And it's not his fault that he's injured, but he's been healthy for three games. He has five tackles on the season. They need him now. Meanwhile, DeForest Buckner just chugging away, playing every game, you know, doing his thing. And Armstead has just been MIA. He got hurt first day of training camp, came back, got hurt, came back, got hurt. I mean, he's had, he's been MIA all year. They really could use Armstead to come back because they're paying him a ton of money, and he is, like, for example, I, I don't like Eric Armstead as a player that much, but he is a hell of a run defender, and he does create pressure. Now, he won't necessarily finish the sack, but pressure's good. The Niners didn't create pressure yesterday. They could have used Eric Armstead in that game. So, uh, yeah, I, 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 it's not his fault for being hurt, but, man, they could use him right now. But it seems Armstead's done it, and he, you know, you play as many, as many years as he has in the NFL, you're going to have some bumps and bruises. This was Kinlaw's go year. He was looking for the bust out. He was a first-round draft choice. There was high expectations. He hasn't been able to get on the field and stay on the field. So that's one. And then the tackle play has been very, disappointment, very disappointing. Trent um, Williams. Trent Williams. Trent Williams. Is, He's been the Eric Armstead of the offense. Yeah. And McGlinchey yeah. is so beat up physically. 
And I like Mike as a guy. I like talking to him. I think he's interesting. He's prepared. He works hard. But man, he's you. the The first thing you say when you see him move on the practice field, in the locker room, on the on the playing field, is pain. He's like yeah. he's in a lot of pain. You can see it. Sal Heidegger says Conan uh, Raj from our SF Niners need to show too. I don't know Raj, but I, I'd like to get to know him. Toby says I can't wait to hear what your dad says tomorrow. Me too. What kind of take is your dad going to have tomorrow? Where I have no idea. To him? I haven't talked. He's coming over tonight. We're celebrating Diwali. My wife is Indian. So mm-hmm. we're going to do a little Diwali celebration at my spot. And I'll, I'll we'll, we'll talk through our show, but I don't know. Who will be I, saltier? Grant or Papa Grant? I have a feeling my dad's going to be a little saltier than me. Really? I have a feeling he's been waiting. If but Harbaugh maybe I'm wrong. comes back, would, would dad come back? My dad and Harbaugh really like each other. <laughs> I saw Harbaugh back, yesterday. If Harbaugh I saw Harbaugh came back, your dad's got to come back. He's got to. I saw Harbaugh yesterday. gave my gave my handshake, and he was like, "Tell your dad. Tell your dad." <laughs> <laughs> I got you. I, you know I what? You. Do you have any of the highlight reels of their of their best contentious moments and pressers? I don't. But you know, like, they did be, have contentious you moments. Get hits on a video. That would go be good. get the most contentious Lowell Harbaugh moments. But what's funny that. about their relationship is that. It, <laughs> Harbaugh? No, no. It, they, they, it, it, it evolved because at the end, Jed York was pushing Jimmy Harbaugh out the entire year of 2014. And remember, that was the first year in Levi's. And Harbaugh was like making a big point like, this place sucks. The grass here sucks. And he got a lot of heat for taking the team off the, the, practice, the, the field that one time when they were practicing at Levi's. And my dad, like all of a sudden, was the only guy in the, in the um, interviews that would sort of put it back on Jed when, when Harbaugh was the coach. My dad would be like, um, are, Jim, are you an expert on grass? And I was like, yeah. no, I'm not. I shouldn't have to answer this question. So they ended up sort of like bonding over a mutual um, annoyance with Jed York. Although Jed's okay. I would love I to Jed. hear Harbaugh's perspective on yesterday's game. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? That, yeah, that would be great to hear his perspective. But also just to, ex- just to experience his emotions as they – he must have really liked that. I can only imagine he must have really liked that. I mean, I, I, I wonder who sat with him and what kind of things he said. Ooh. Be quiet. Just keep it inside. All right. Go enjoy uh, Monday Night Football. Thanks for watching. Larry, great show. Good stuff, man. Have a good one. See you Wednesday.